0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Health Masterpiece. This is Dr. David Stender coming to you from beautiful Tucson, Arizona. Um, Today's episode, and and, just as a note, we have changed uh, the title of the podcast from Thyroid Solutions uh, to Health Masterpiece. Uh, I wanted to have a more encompassing Uh, just a wider scope of topics in health, and uh, I thought this would be a good way to do it. So it's now called Health Masterpiece. Uh, Just a uh, couple things, uh, a disclaimer, we do not claim to treat, diagnose, or cure any allopathic condition. If you choose to act on any of the suggestions in this podcast, please uh, see your doctor, see your medical provider first. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to go in a direction where I want to share with you some the works of some people uh, that have had a profound impact on my career, you know, over 30 years of clinical experience. Um, I, I want to share, you know, the the thoughts and ideas of people that really influence me and and really uh, really um, help me help my patients. So, uh, the, the, what we're going to discuss today is, um, and we're going to go through, and I'm going to provide bullet points uh, on different books and different uh, articles, things like that, and summarize it for you and. And and how it applies to us. I want to get to the bottom of what's going on in healthcare today and what the problems are. And there's obviously big problems, Um, but um, uh, we're going to discuss the biology of belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Uh, Dr. Lipton, um, it was a a professor of medicine and cellular biology at Stanford uh, and at uh, the University of Wisconsin uh, Medical Schools. He was one of the first uh, scientists to clone stem cells, uh, and the, his workings uh, revealed to him there was some major flaws, uh, fundamental flaws, uh, in the way science is applied in the medical profession. So it's really fascinating. Uh, get his book, The Biology of Belief. You can get it on Amazon. You can also find it on uh, www.brucelipton.com. He has articles and he has references. Um, you can also uh, find it, it, he's an excellent teacher. So his YouTube presentation, uh, uh, if you just look up Bruce Lipton, the Biology of Belief full lecture. It's two and a half hours. Now, if you don't want to take that time. Um, that's kind of the purpose of this podcast is to condense it and provide the bullet points and uh, the you know the the major points from from his uh, uh, from that presentation from his work, um, you know the number one thing what Doctor Lipton talks about is that science can change your life and that knowledge is power. Okay, and uh, the, but only. Only you, if you use it. If you don't act on what you learn, it's not going it, and this truly can have a profound effect on your life and your health. just understanding these basic concepts. Um, and, and the other thing he points out, and I've always said this too, uh, the, the medical profession does miracles. It really does. When it comes to traumas, broken, bro- broken bones, severed arteries, Uh, you know, heart transplants, you know, some of the crazy stuff they do. It's just, it's remarkable and it is truly miraculous. But when it comes to chronic disease, things like cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, uh, autoimmune disease, not so good. And in fact, it's, uh, the the statistics are uh, rather appalling. And uh, you know, he, he makes it clear, and I've always done the same, it's not the doctors, okay? It's the education they're provided. Uh, he was a professor at medical schools for over 20 years as a cellular biologist. And the one thing that he found, okay, is that the pharmaceutical industry does not want us to heal ourselves. And what he's, and, and, and he basically proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that you, you, you can heal yourself. And and uh, you know use medicine when it's proper, uh, but it, it's not cutting it. We we need to do better. Um, he also makes the point, you know, when you're when when you look in the mirror, what you're seeing is not just a single human being. You're seeing a community. You're seeing a community of fifty to seventy trillion cells. Okay, and uh, and, and then he equates. Uh, Our mind, which runs this community, is is our government. And so if you have a good government, you can have good health. And if you have a bad government, you get bad health. And so... Every function in the human body takes place in these little, uh, in these cells, and in, in what I call the mini So you you have a respiratory system, you have a digestive and an excretory system, a nervous system, an immune system, and even an integumentary system, uh, the, like the skin we have uh, at the cellular level as well. Um, so we're going to go back and we're going to do a historical perspective. I want you to understand how we got to where we are in healthcare today. And so we got to go back to its origins and where our beliefs and the science behind uh, modern medicine and how things got fundamentally mucked up. So there's two very different beliefs in how life works. And it started in the time before Christ. And, and there was two guys, Socrates and Democritus. Uh, who had contrasting views on how the, the universe worked and how the body worked. And, and and so the first was Democritus. He's the guy that gave us the word atoms. In other words, uh, what you see is what you get. This is where the philosophy of materialism came out of. Atoms literally means uncuttable. It's the smallest thing that there is. Uh, And atoms are are just, uh, uh, you know, they're in empty space, in a a vacuum. Um, And then uh, the other thing is motion. And all motion is, is that atoms are colliding with each other. And then you can predict it using equations and things like that. Socrates, on the other hand, had a dualistic philosophy. He, He says there's this invisible energy, there's this vitalistic force, this this form or soul that actually gives shape to matter. And that energy is separate from matter. And, and by the way, we're going to show that that Socrates was pretty right on in a lot of these. Uh, uh, and, and so, so number one, um, that, that, that this energy is independent of and prior to the material world. And 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 then Socrates said that entered this energy, this vitalistic force is perfect and ideal. You know the the, the concept of heaven and, and it is really what this is referring to. And number three, it's unchanging. Okay, materialism says that we're just that we're a corrupt shadow of the ideal. Um, so in other words, it's it's like if you can imagine. All of us can imagine a perfect circle, but, you know, get out a pencil and try and draw a perfect circle, not so much. And so, uh, so the spiritualist um, basically, so, so how are cells controlled? Well, Socrates said that uh, it comes from the outside in, Uh, the spiritualistic look at things from a form, uh, a soul comes in at the, and again, at the cellular level uh, and, and controls life, whereas Democritus, the mechanist or the quote-unquote scientists said no, it comes inside out, and so uh, yeah, another big player. And then along came Newton. Okay, so uh, if, if those of you who had to take, uh, um, for those of you who had to take um, uh, calculus in school, you can thank Sir Isaac Newton. Uh, He's the one who came up with differential uh, calculus uh, because he wanted to predict uh, the movement of the solar system. Okay, so but but God was nowhere in the equation. Uh, They they studied only matter and the movement of matter, and so they basically the Newton. uh, You know their their conclusions at this point were that the universe is a machine uh, made of. uh, Parts and that Democritus was right, and that uh, so with with, so with science and medicine, it doesn't include these invisible forces or this energy. Another guy came along, Rene Descartes, um, you know, real profound, you know, philosopher of of, of that time, and he said, you know, there is there, there is a vital force. Um, he he said it to to, to sum it up. He said, uh, ergo sum, which means I think, therefore I am. And he talked about the body, but also the mind. And then Newton says, No, no, you separate the mind from the body, there is no vital force. And so, you can see, right, you know, so, uh, you know, there are parallels in today's healthcare system, but. So if the, but if the universe is a machine and if you can take it apart and study it and you can know how the universe works by looking at the individual pieces and that's where science kind of let us down. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, m- with medicine, uh, they view the human body as a machine. You can take it apart. You can look at the molecules, uh, you know, the, the chemistry, you can determine your health by looking, uh, at at the physical parts, the molecules. And so the mission, and and then another guy came along, uh, Francis Bacon, 1650, and kind of cemented all of this. And he he, he basically uh, espoused the mission of modern science to be, and this is, quote, to obtain knowledge that can be used to dominate and control nature. And so... uh, couple side notes on Bacon. He was also a, uh, a real chauvinist and if not a misogynist. He't didn't, he, he didn't have a lot of use for women so um, but, but anyway, uh, and then Darwin Darwin came along in 1859 said the control is passed from the parents to the child because uh, those you know those traits are expressed in the child the parents' traits are expressed in the child. Uh, so science at this time was taking, you know, uh, they, they, started taking apart the sperm and the eggs to find which chemicals controlled life. And then a hundred years later, this was all cemented, uh, by Crick and Watson, uh, who basically discovered the, the you know, the, the DNA double helix and uh, all these protein patterns that make up DNA and that make us up. So, you know, There's 150,000 different proteins in the human body, and so proteins provide uh, physical structure and functions. So what, and so the central, so what? Crick, Francis Crick uh, laid out was what Dr. Lipton calls the central dogma of biology, and this is what they're all taught, and and we're taught, and, and, and that everything uh, the, you know, from the DNA, uh, flows uh, to the, to those proteins that make us up. It all flows in one direction. The DNA becomes, uh, RNA, which is really just a blueprint, uh, or, or just a Xerox copy of the DNA, uh, which pr- provides a foundation for all these proteins and it all flows in one direction. And, and by the way, the definition of dogma, is belief based on religious persuasion and not scientific fact. And the reality is that this uh, this model, you know, the central dogma uh, truly was uh, just that. It was dogma. It wasn't based on science. It was based on some observations. And so, uh, you know, the basically, uh, you know what they're saying, and what 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 Watson and Crick were saying is that uh, you know DNA controls your life, your physical traits, your behavioral, your emotional traits. Uh, it's called genetic determinism. Uh, your genes control your life. Everything about you is programmed into your DNA. Uh, so basically, you know there there are three assumptions here. Uh, First, the genes control biological expression. The body is a physical machine made of parts like molecules, chemicals, atoms. And that's all you need to know. That's Newtonian physics. Okay, that's, that, that's the only thing you need to study. And the, the, other, the other assumption, again, genes control these biological expressions. And then third you know this—the the, the that neo-Darwinian uh, evolution provides for biological diversity, and so here here here's what we need to know uh, that there is a pyramid. And Dr. Uh, by the way, uh, Dr. Lipton, a brilliant lecturer. I urge you to get on uh, YouTube and and listen to this because you know he uses great visuals uh so you can really learn this uh, and own it because you know and as he says if you understand this it can change your life if you apply it and so um uh, but he explains you know the pyramid of science so uh, in, on any pyramid the lower floors you know the foundation uh, they all are the foundation for the floors above and the bottom floor, the number one thing, the thing that's most so that provides the foundation for all of science is mathematics. And again, you can you can thank uh, uh, Newton for that. You know, differential calculus came out of him uh, observing the solar system and, and predicting the movement of the solar system. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a brilliant person, and but that's you know, math is. The, the, the foundation for everything else. And that physics, uh, which is for years and years, it was Newtonian physics only. And then that's going to affect, uh, chemistry, which is going to, you know, affect biochemistry and biology. So that, so the foundation, the pyramid goes math on the bottom, then physics then chemistry, then biology, and then lastly, psychology. And so uh so basically um w- when science changes its beliefs and by the way science changes its mind okay uh galileo uh, was was persecuted because uh, you know he espoused the theory that uh, you know the, the the earth and the other planets revolved around the sun and not uh, the other way around um, but anyway, so you know, science. So anytime these beliefs change, all the levels above that must reflect that and must accommodate that. And see, that's not what's happened in medicine, okay? In science today, even the biological science, um, you know, f- uh, m- mechanics equals uh, physics, and the universe. Uh, the universe basically is matter in the old dogma. Okay. But then something happened in 1925. A guy by the name of Albert Einstein uh, uh, basically came up with uh, quantum physics. And they they said, no, uh, it's it's not. uh, The universe is not just matter. And that it's energy, and and so uh, this is uh, this is where the rubber meets the road, especially in healthcare. Until we understand that we are matter, we are not matter. That we are literally energy. We are fields of energy, and uh, uh, this can have a profound impact on healthcare you know, uh, uh, what, what, was always considered alternative healthcare, this pushes it into the mainstream. The problem is, is overcoming hundreds of years of, uh, dogmatic persuasion, if you will. So, um, so basically what we're looking at, uh, you didn't, so, so, so the old model saying you didn't pick the genes you came with and you can't Change the genes you came with. So ultimately, what they're saying is, you're a, the old model is you are a victim of your hereditary. So, so what what happens if you if you have in your say in your family you have heart disease or cancer or you know autoimmune disease running in your family, then you're going to be a victim of that disease that you're powerless. So if you believe that, then you become irresponsible with your choices reality is all of these things heart disease cancer diabetes you name it can be prevented and can be healed uh, and, and cured by yourself uh, now I'm not against medical intervention okay when you re- when you reach a point of uh, no return when you've exceeded the limitations of matter but but the the point is is that the conventional uh, medical model where you're just a biochemical machine controlled by your genes, uh, it, it turns us into victims. Um, and, and just, and he makes a point, a really lucid point. If a, if a healing profession, remember he taught medical school and he, then he started teaching uh, chiropractic school and other forms of alternative medicine. Uh, if a healing profession works in agreement with nature and science we can conclude that that should be a benefit uh, to the patient and to the society. Okay. Right. But if a healing profession does not understand science and nature, then it may be detrimental to the patient society. This is just logic. So here's the, here's the problem. You know, the number uh, the, the, the four leading causes of death in the United States is number four, Alzheimer's. And, and, and dementia. Uh, number three is cancer, at about five hundred and fifty thousand a year. Uh, cardiovascular disease at about seven hundred, just short of seven hundred thousand per year. And number one, number one cause of death in the United States is iatrogenic illness, at seven hundred eighty four thousand. Um, and, and this is iatrogenic illness is illness not from the disease but from medical treatment. And over 300,000 of that is from prescription drugs. So we got a problem. So, you know, Houston, we have a problem. There is something fundamentally wrong. And uh, if you can uh, bear with me and stick with me, and I we, we, we go through this. And, and by the way, like I said, get his book, get the biology of belief, watch his full lecture. Um, and it's, it, it's remarkable. It's logical. It's science. It's, and so, um, I, I think you'll have a, a, I think you'll have a different view when you're all done of, you know, truly, and what's, what's led us to this point. So we have to start looking at the, just to sum up, and, and I'm going to do a few uh, episodes uh, on this, just to make sure you get the basis of what's happening. Um, You know, something's controlling our life and health, but I promise you it's not our genes, okay? It's not a a heredity. By the way, DNA and our genes, it's just a blueprint. They don't cause anything. It's just how your blueprint is read. And and he's going to go through this and how energy and how signals from the environment, uh, because all of our cells have antennas or receptors for different chemicals, for different... uh, uh, you know, uh, le- you know, electromagnetic signals, all kinds of things they are antennas for signals from the environment. And I'm going to go into it and show you and talk about the studies that Dr. Lipton did to be- when he was cloning stem cells that basically prove that, uh, you know, it's your environment that your cells are in. Uh, in, 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 not your genetics or, or, or anything else and um, you know, what's interesting and in, when he was at the University of Wisconsin and he started doing these studies and proving his theories literally had it right out there, had all the data, no one wanted to hear it. That's how entrenched we become and how science becomes in their dogma okay they they once they latch onto something it's hard to let go and so, He got fed up and he says, "Okay, I'm out of here. And then he got hired by probably an even better institution, and that's Stanford. And he was teaching medical school there. Now he had access to even better technology and better uh, scientific uh, uh, conditions. And he not only uh, reiterated and proved his original findings, he expanded on it. And, uh, he's like, wow, yeah, here we go. Then, you know, the, now how can they, tr- well, guess what? No one wanted to hear it. You know, and that was, uh, you know, that was 20, 30 years ago. Now, uh, yeah, well, more like 30 years ago. I heard him speak about 25 years ago. Um, and, and now everything that he has put forth is now becoming mainstream knowledge. Now, whether the public picks up on it yet uh, and it gets down and filters down to the medical practitioners and things like that. We're starting to see things like that. Um, uh, I've taught a couple uh, classes at uh, the University of Arizona, in, in the School of Integrative Medicine, particularly on thyroid. So there is uh, some awakening in this area. There is a move towards it, but it's we got to move faster. People are dying. Okay. Our population is suffering. Uh, everyone listening, I can almost, I can promise you, you know, someone who's died of heart disease or cancer or, you know, diabetes or Alzheimer's. I don't know a single family that hasn't been touched, my mine included. Okay. So, um, you know, before it's too late, you know, let's, let's embrace this new idea, uh, embrace the new science and that's what it is you know that's the only way we can uh, you know that's the only way we can improve as a society and uh, so again let's uh, let's get the books oh by the way support the podcast if you like the material please support the podcast just click on the button i mean literally for as little as a dollar a month you can support us anything helps it helps me keep going helps me with the technology that it provides um and, and uh, And and again, I want to uh, emphasize what Dr. Lipton said is, is this, this knowledge can be, is life changing, but only, and only if you use it, knowledge without action is worthless. So let's, you know, let's pick up the ball and run with it. Let's go, uh, get your family involved, uh, spread this word, get it out there. This is this again. Is life changing information? We're going to continue on the biology of belief and some and, and dig into it a little deeper next time. Um, so uh, that's it. We're just about out of time. We're, we're going to wrap up again. Uh, you can leave a message uh, on the podcast, or you can support the podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you have a wonderful day, and God bless.